0: Welcome to Wrong To A Memory, my name's Jack
1: And my name's Colin And uh, Jack we're back with some more 90s chat today um, We, we kind of planned a 90s podcast and we've done two episodes so far and got to April So we're doing well
0: Yeah we're doing, uh, we're doing not bad, we're going to hopefully wrap up 1990 today with you Don't say we're not good to you, normally we bring you a, a shorter episode on a Thursday But this is going to be a full length one So we hope you're enjoying it as always Leave comments, leave reviews, etc., etc. We bang on about it every week. It does make a massive difference, and I'm not going to ram that down your throat. We may as well just bounce along with the '90s, con. I sent you a message yeah. earlier about nostalgia and something that I just found out basically today about nostalgia that I found quite yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, you did, and you're going to have to. I'm going to be honest. I was like up to my eyes in work when you sent me it, right? Oh. So I read it and replied. And it sounded quite interesting, but I didn't fully understand it. So I kind of just smiley face, thumbs, thumbs up. Thumbs up. And I knew we would talk about it later. <laughs> so yeah. go on, tell us about so, it now.
0: Nostalgia basically used to be a diagnosis. So you could get diagnosed with nostalgia, basically. So in medical terms, anything with an alga at the end basically means pain or suffering. So if you've got something right. alga you've got something that hurts. And that's what nostalgia first, that's how the word first came about was basically you could get diagnosed with having nostalgia and basically it was a a homesickness and wanting to be home, basically like a a massive homesickness and thinking of being nostalgic about being home and it was a homesickness and you were physically ill. You know, some people actually get physically sick, like with homesickness. Yeah. Basically started as nostalgia. That's all I've got oh. on it, basically, mate. Okay. But I thought it was—I thought it was kind of interesting that you could get diagnosed with nostalgia years ago.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting in the way that language completely changes. And obviously, back in the day, getting diagnosed with nostalgia would have been a negative thing because you're not in a great place with it. Whereas now, I'd say everybody kind of quite fondly looks back on nostalgia and considers it to be a good thing. Whereas in the past, it was probably more a melancholy type thing. So it's more amazing to me just how language changes and adapts through generations and stuff. And things not only change meaning, but sometimes have the exact opposite meaning of what they used to. And that's a good example of that. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so that was... Yeah, it's basically a feeling. Nowadays, everybody knows the feeling of nostalgia, and that's basically what we're going to do today. I think we got to April, Colin, and again, I'll just... Uh, I'll take April. You take May, and we'll, we'll bounce along as always. April the first was the nineteen ninety United United States Census, and there was I'm not going to go for like there was two hundred forty eight million people in America basically. That's now up to three hundred thirty one. That was only thirty years ago, man, and that is nearly an increase. That's an increase in ninety well eighty odd million people. That's a bit wild. Like, have you any opinion on this? exponential growth of people on the planet basically and where that is putting us and where we're heading it can't be a good thing there's too many people surely i think
1: there's there's too many people in certain places but there's still massive places that are empty so like in america you've got some really heavy heavily concentrated areas but you've also got vast places like i don't know like minnesota and places like that that are just fields and people have got have to get in the car and drive 10 minutes to their neighbour and stuff like that so I suppose it's all relative I think as well people are just living longer aren't they so people aren't dying as young and people have got more money so they're having more children and it's just one of the things That's I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing I think environmentally it certainly has an effect because if you think about nothing else but the amount of waste that those extra humans are obviously creating and putting into the into the landfills and everything else that goes with it, that can't be a positive thing. But I don't know if it's a bad thing in terms of population density and not enough room for them as such, because I don't think MDs living on top of each other really, um, certainly not in most of the USA at the moment, I don't think so anyway.
0: Yeah, I suppose I really wasn't talking about the space, I was more talking about the environmental side of things and uh, just this this scarcity or scarcity of stuff. Food, basically. Like, there's chat about eating cockroaches in the future because <clears> there's, we're going to run out of protein otherwise. We're just going to run out of cows. Or it's not that we're going to run out, I suppose. It's just that we're breeding them to such an extent that it's maybe can be seen as cruel. And I suppose that's why there's vegans and vegetarians and stuff like that, when they've got that social consciousness that it's a bit shit what we're doing to these animals, but they're so tasty, it's... Doesn't particularly bother me. I like a steak and I like chicken wings, so I'm not bothered about it. But I can see, I can see the flip side. I'm not one of those guys that's like it's black or white. There's very much grey areas, and I can see it from the other side. But it doesn't personally affect me. So I'm a bit selfish in that way, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think you can be a meat eater and not be selfish to some some regard. Because if you're going to make the choice to eat meat, which I also do. Um, I think you just have to be comfortable with what you're doing and the fact that it's probably not the most environmentally friendly thing in the world to be doing. It's probably not the healthiest thing to be doing and it's just certainly not the best thing. I think a vegan lifestyle is probably the best thing you can do for the planet and probably for yourself as well. But it's a hell of a lot of hard work and it's not all that fun. So most people won't do it, myself included. So I'm sitting here maybe preaching the benefits of it, but I'm certainly not going to do it. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned chicken wings. Chicken wings are the mad one for me because, like, there's a, there's a mad stat that on Super Bowl day in America, something ridiculous like four hundred million chicken wings are eaten in America or something like that, right? A chicken's only got two wings.
0: That's <laughs> uh,
1: two hundred million so, chickens in one so that's day. Two hundred million yeah. chickens in a day, right? Where the fuck are those chickens? Like, what's happening to the rest of them? It's just mad, like that. It does all, even me in the, like a supermarket, and where we live, we pop into into the Tesco's or something like that, and there's a bag of, a pack of chicken wings there, and it's got maybe twenty chicken wings in the packet. I do in my head always look at this relatively small packet of chicken wings and go, "That's ten birds." Um, it's just the the percentages and the, the the kind of the calculations that they all add up to with chicken wings in particular does always make me think about. How are we keeping these birds? What kind of life have these birds got? Where are they all? Because they must be taking up some amount of space. Um, but chicken wings are generally one of the nicest things you can put in your mouth.
0: So but they are right there. I, man, d-
1: yeah. I don't care about it that much. But yeah, you're right. I think um, in a perfect world, like maybe we would develop some sort of pill that we just take every day and you get all your nutrients, you get all your calories and you get everything you need from it and you just don't bother with it. And that's the key to the future in terms of healthy living and uh, a better thing for the world that you're, you're, you basically just get everything you need through a pill. Um, You don't have to waste time cooking. You don't have to worry about calories. You don't have to worry about your five a day or anything like that. It just all, it's all done for you by some scientist. And that's probably not fully possible, but I think that's a kind of future that would probably be quite beneficial to the world. Um, I would quite like it in some way. I think it would be quite good in terms of you wouldn't have to worry about what you're cooking, you wouldn't have to really go to the supermarket, you wouldn't have to waste waste time cooking, you wouldn't have waste, etc. Um, however, I do enjoy eating, Jack. I enjoy the taste of things. Well, that and I think is i miss that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, so it's a pleasure. Kind of, yeah. yeah, it is a pleasure certainly for me and you're sort of weighing up to the two there. But a world where you just had everything through one pill, I can see the benefit of it as well, to be honest.
0: Yeah, maybe. but We'll try and not drill down too much in each point, or we'll struggle to get through April again. Um, April the 15th, I don't know if you know much about Greta Garbo, the American actress who was born 1905, but sadly she passed away in 1990. You're very much of the ilk that black and white stuff is black and white, and it's, it's garbage or whatever, and I kind of understand that. I don't watch a lot of stuff from the past past like from before the 80s probably, like the 80s sort of action hero stuff was what I was brought up on, you know, your armies and stuff like that. And instead of anything before that, I don't really watch a lot of it. So do you know much about Greta Garbo? Because I do not.
1: I don't know nothing about Greta Garbo. (laughs) Uh, Right, okay. We're not going to speak much of this one. I Googled it earlier and our Wikipedia page bored me. So I didn't even think
0: to learn anything. What about The Muppets? Do you like The Muppets?
1: I do like the Muppets. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Muppets. Um, Muppets are in the news this week, actually. I don't know if you noticed or not. Um, no, I missed it. Basically, Disney Plus has just launched its new Stars channel um, across the world, which has basically just brought loads, loads of new content to it. And one of the things that it's brought is basically all seasons of the Muppets show that were ever made in America. And the Muppet show is pretty wholesome, family fun, educational, all the good stuff. However, they've had to put a content warning at the beginning of 18 episodes of it um, because the programme includes negative depictions or mistreatment of people or cultures. Um, An example of one of the things I read about was there's an episode with Johnny Cash singing in front of the Confederate flag.
0: Okay, yeah, that's good. It's issues, yes.
1: Yeah, there's there's, there's issues with that as well. I believe there's some issues with uh, the way that Kermit treats Miss Biggie. (laughs)
0: Yeah, right, okay, right, okay Fair enough right.
1: um, So I, but it's that's a, that's a bit of an nonsense, The Muppets is brilliant Um Muppets Christmas Carol is probably one of my favourite Christmas films, I really like Kermit, I was a bit sad when they changed the voice actor because it's not as good now um, however I believe the next Muppet movie is going to be the Muppet version of The Great Gatsby and that massively excites me, that could be phenomenal
0: Um, I understand that People that like the Muppets love the Muppets. You know, we've, we've got a friend who's very much into the Muppets and everything that they do is held up as the best. I, I quite I quite like some of it, but back in 1990, I wonder if they had to put a content warning on this two-hour special because I'm going to read out a list of the people that were on it and tell me if anybody jumps out as being... Like, I'll just read it and, and you can let me know, right? Okay. So we've got Neil Patrick Harris Carol Sagan Dustin Hoffman Will Smith Dan Aykroyd Chevy Chase Candice Bergen Danny DeVito Morgan Freeman Queen Latifah Jack Lewin Bill Cosby uh, Rick Moranis Martin Short Meryl Streep Robin Williams etc Anybody stick out there? Yeah It's not Queen Latifah It's obviously
1: Bill Cosby Um,
0: So I wonder if they had to put a content one like this like we've got a mad super rapist in. Um, I wonder if they did. Well, they might just not um, show
1: Yeah, they might just cut him out. Nice to see Rick Moranis in there. He's a guy you don't hear anymore. He's um, he, he quit acting. He um, obviously did uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and all that sort of stuff and Little Shop of Horrors. And his wife died, sadly. And he just quit acting straight away and became a stay-at-home dad knocked looked after his kids. That's well, what he does
0: now. Kudos to him, man. What a guy like, to be able yeah, to do that and cool just look it. after your kids. is. Um, yeah, something that a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't do, especially I presume earning that money and on the on the road up to probably earning more money. So yeah, good for him, man, if you wanted to do that. Talking about actors, uh, April twenty third, Dev Patel was born in nineteen ninety. Cool. I'm not a massive like I don't particularly know a lot of the stuff he's in, but I think you're this is probably more your bag, like skins and stuff like that. Am I getting that right? Was he in that?
1: He was in the skins, he played um Anwar, I think, in Skins, in the first two seasons, um, which was probably the best two seasons. Seasons one to four were the best by far. Um, But yeah, he was pretty cool. He made his name in that, along with a lot of people. Um, Obviously, um, the other main person that came out of that was, what's his name? Something, Holt, Nicholas Holt. The sort of strange looking boy? Yeah, but he's went on to be an X-Men and all sorts of stuff. Um, but he did he did a couple of good stuff as well, like movies. So he did Slumdog Millionaire, which was good fun. I enjoyed that. Right, okay. Um, and he did... What did he do recently that was good? Um, what was it? He did something recently that I enjoyed as well. But I, I think that was a pretty cool guy. So like, he's, um, he's,
0: he's, he's obviously 30 now. And again, it just seems... I don't know. It just seems like he shouldn't be 30. Uh, in my <laughs> eyes, he should still be about 22 or something. But that's just the way that time is, I suppose. Over on our other endeavours on Heart and Hand, we, we speak a lot about football and back in April, uh, the 28th Liverpool won their 18th league title of the week, Queen's Park 2-1 thanks to goals from Ian Rush and John Barnes. Now we don't get to speak a lot about football in here, it's a, I suppose it's a choice that we make, You know, we don't, we, we've we got our football thing so uh, we don't take too deep a dive but um, let's speak a little bit about football and what's happening so sort of nowadays, man, with Liverpool, I suppose we'll just speak about them, they're sort of falling apart this season, man. I don't, I don't understand where it comes from, actually. Um, like, but it's a real fall from grace, so it is, of, man.
1: It is a fall from grace and it's a, it's a big test for, it's a big test for everybody, but mostly probably for these Liverpool fans who were patient for a long, long time. um, Basically done nothing, got really close a couple of times got a couple of cup successes to be fair, but they, all they wanted was the league. The league was the big, big thing they needed. They finally got that and they, they ended up having the best team in the country. And they had that for about two years, Jack. And it's fallen away this season. Um, maybe not as organically or as naturally as it probably would have done. They've had horrendous injury issues. They've pretty, pretty much lost their whole defence. Yeah. And when your defence is as good as Liverpool's and so key to even your attacks as well you are going to struggle with that. So I think you do have to kind of bear that into account. Had they had their full-strength defence all season, I don't think they'd be sitting facing this, what, 33-point swing or something from this time last season where they're at?
0: Yeah, 33 points down. That's Um, had a massive knock-on effect their defenders gone missing because they've obviously shunted their, their midfielders about and it has just made them look at times really bad. Like, but... That says we're not going to speak too much about football but uh, that was 30 years ago they waited 30 years for it and it was in 1990 the the last time that they that they had won it mate
1: yeah all i say about liverpool is that as bad as things are just now it would not shock me to see them turn around and be absolutely tremendous again next season
0: oh well we need to we need to wait and see what happens for sure man uh what was happening in may 1990 mate
1: in May 1990, um, there was a massive, massive uh, crime that went on in London. Um, a man branching a knife robbed a courier of bearer bonds that were worth £292 million and uh, made off with them. It was the second largest, largest mugging of all time.
0: Do you know um, what? I didn't check what the biggest one was, and it's really annoying me now.
1: <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, I don't know what it was, but it must have been something huge. Um...
0: Bearer bonds, yeah.
1: <laughs> bearer bonds are are strange things. They're basically just bits of paper that are used by businesses or even a government, and they they represent something else. So I suppose that's what cash is as well. Cash is a bit of paper that represents something, represents money. Numbers on a screen usually, um, but these coupons are obviously for the big, massive, massive, massive amounts because. The guy didn't mug him and run away with 292 million bits of paper. <laughs> so, so what I just did he don't, do I don't with these get how you would go about. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. I don't I don't know what you would do with them after you've stolen them. How do you sell them? Who are they made out to in the first place? Surely they just get made null and void. They're, it seems a mad thing to steal, but there must be more to it than that. I mean, you just don't understand.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm going off heist films, but surely this guy had some sort of plan to get it. Into the black market somehow, or sell it to some supervillain who could then process it in the Canary Islands or or whatever. But maybe I've just watched too many heist films and that I'm getting all my stuff from that. Maybe the guy just thought he was robbing a courier. Maybe it was just like bad maybe. luck that he was carrying bearer bonds. <laughs> you know, possibly. maybe he just thought he was getting a a suitcase full of cash and was really could pissed be, off yeah. when he, he got home. Yeah,
1: you could be right, and he's just burnt them. Do you know what I mean just burnt them, got them to fuck, and that they're worthless to anybody? I don't know. Um, also, on May, May the sixteenth, uh, we lost Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, he was a famous actor, dancer, singer, um, comedian as well. Actually, um, a lot of people see think he was the greatest kind of all round entertainer of all time. He was born in nineteen twenty five. Jacks, so a lot of his stuff was would have been filmed in black and white, so uh-huh, sure. I've not seen a lot of it. But I've heard quite a lot of his singing and stuff like that, and he was definitely one of those Rat Pack fellows. He was good.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I don't have a a massive amount to to say about Sammy Davis Jr. I do have a massive amount to say about this next one. This was thirty years ago, man.
1: Yeah. Um, well, it was forty years ago. No. Oh no, it's thirty. You're right. Thirty ah, years. Shit.
0: shit yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I'm good at maths. So yeah, on May the seventeenth, nineteen ninety, the World Health the World Health Organization, and let me just kind of underpin that with. This is the the, the organisation that we've been putting so much emphasis on over the last year in terms of their COVID research, their statements on health, their plans to help the world move forward. So this is a proper serious organisation that people take seriously. They removed homosexuality from their list of diseases on May the 17th, 1990. 1990. That's so, not
0: even 30 years ago. It's going to be 30 yeah. years in May. That is a fucking mental. I can't put I can't describe how mental that is that it was only thirty years ago that homosexuality was removed as a, a disease. A disease. A, yeah, a mental it's, disease. It's like it's I it's awful. It's awful, it really is. Um I'm not gay myself. Uh and I can't imagine what it was like, some of the like discrimination and stuff that still goes on nowadays, yes, let's let's be honest about it. But when it was seen as a disease, a mental disease, fucking hell, And it only got removed 30 years ago. Just mind-blowing. It's
1: it's mad, yeah, it's crazy. And you're right to say it does still go on nowadays. I don't think it goes on to, to the same extent. And I think our age, obviously me and you, Jack, are 35, 36. And I can only speak for myself, and I'm sure you'll agree. If you had been a wee gay fella and you came out at school as being gay or it was quite clear or evident at school that you were gay, your school life would have been absolutely murder. It would have been torture. Um, That's not the case now. Um, My daughter is almost 18 and she has got gay friends at school. She's got transsexual friends at school. There's all sorts going on now. And there isn't a stigma. There isn't real slagging that goes on. There's not anything like the abuse that we would have seen at our schools and stuff like that, which I think is amazing. It's a real great step forward. Um, I think there's still issues later on in life that people get where there's more sort of institutional hatred that comes through and issues that come that way. um, I spoke a fair bit a couple of weeks ago after watching that programme, It's a Sin, um, pretty much about this topic, about gay people in the early 90s and the AIDS epidemic in the UK. Um, I I, I can't begin to understand what it's like for somebody, but watching that programme does give you a bit of an idea and insight into it. I was raving about it when I watched it and everybody else that everybody I've spoke to since it's seen it is also raving about it. I can't honestly recommend it enough. It's five episodes, it's on Channel 4 On Demand. It's called It's A Sin and it's just tremendous TV. Go watch it
0: and it might give you an idea of what these people were going through. Yeah, like I'm sitting here as a, let's be honest, a straight white male in a world where white males have <laughs> ran amok for years and have... Seen themselves as being, being top tolerated so I, I can't put myself in, I can't, like, empathise, you know? I can sympathise, but I can't empathise. You know, no. There is a difference there. I can definitely sympathise, but I can't empathise at all. So, like, I just thought that was, when I was doing the research, a little bit mind-boggling that it was only 30 years ago. But we'll, uh, we'll move on to June, and at some point in June, an unspecified date, Joanne Rowling gets the idea for Harry Potter while on a train from Manchester to London. Houston Railway Station, she begins writing Harry Potter and The Philosopher's Stones was completed in 95 and published in 97. I haven't read the books, I haven't seen the films I totally understand that people love them. You are a fan yourself so yeah.
1: Yes, I am very much a fan of the books. Um, Films not so much, Um, not really anything wrong with them. I had just read the books before I saw the films so I had the world in my head. I'd visionised everything and I had my idea of what everything was, and no matter how good the films were going to be, it wasn't going to compete with kind of what I'd created. I don't think so. Never really loved the films, but the books were amazing. I think I got, I I got into them when the first book came out, and I read the first three kind of one after the other, and then it was very much bookshop on launch day for all the other ones. It's it's a great series. It's amazing. It sold five hundred million
0: copies for a reason. Yeah, she's a really inventive writer. She she created all that from like no, obviously she took like bits and bobs from from things that she, she'd read and obviously you, you everybody sort of creates standing on the shoulders of giants type thing but yeah I think she's um she's done absolutely brilliant to to make all that banana stuff up in her head yeah and she's
1: she's so popular and those books are so popular she's just about managed to avoid getting herself cancelled in the last six months or so with some of her comments that she's been making about kind of transgender and stuff like that as well. Oh, hi, she. Is um, she? Is she making uh, some problematic
0: comments, Is she? She's
1: made a few things, yeah, about oh, it and how it's things that a lesser celebrity or a less loved celebrity wouldn't survive from, I don't think, I wouldn't come back from.
0: Right, okay, see, that, that's um, the problem. You can never fucking praise anybody nowadays because something, <laughs> somebody will go, no, she said this or this is what she thinks. And it is especially prevalent, I think, in the, when you start to praise anybody, over 50 I think I don't know why I just think like like, don't do it because it's going to come out in the woodwork that they've said something absolutely ridiculous and I never knew that about J.K. Rowling so I still think she's a really inventive writer but she, yeah, might have some, crying, she's yeah, cool. she might have some wacky wacky views back to the football and again this was something that I found a little bit mind-boggling um, the, the World Cup began obviously uh, in Italy in 1990 and it was broadcast in HD TV. And then Europe didn't begin broadcasting in HD until 2004. Why were we so far behind?
1: Because I thought it was broadcast in HDTV. That doesn't actually mean right. people were sitting and watched it in their houses and that sort of thing. What it, what it so would why broadcast
0: meant. it in that then if people don't have the technology in their houses to watch it? To future proof it for
1: the future, so that all right, okay, cool. people can look back on that World Cup and they're not watching the absolute shite We need to watch if we're looking at the seventies and the sixties and stuff like
0: that. All right, okay, makes sense.
1: Cool. You you'll basically all all you'll need really is a couple of cameras, and you will worry about the conversion, and you worry about making it work for everybody else further down the line. But what you're doing is you're basically just c- capturing that moment in the best quality you can. It's it's kind of why the last, I think the last World Cup was all filmed at eight K and stuff like that. There's nowhere you can watch it in eight K yet but it's there and it's filmed there forever.
0: Right, okay. I'm glad you're more technologically minded than me because that, that kind of confused me. I was like, "What? why are they doing that? But you've explained <laughs> that pretty succinctly, mate. That's cool. Um, o- obviously, West Germany won that. They beat Argentina uh, in July. And following that in August, I didn't find a hell of a lot going on in the summer of 1990, but uh, they did find Sue... In August, which is basically the the best preserved T-Rex specimen I ever found, and that was discovered in South Dakota. I used to love dinosaurs as a wee guy, and it probably started round about when I was five or six. There used to be a a magazine that was released every week, and you would, like, build a dinosaur. Do you remember these? Or well, that specific yeah, magazine and all these types of remember. magazines?
1: Yeah. I do remember that one and those types in particular. Episode one ninety nine 99 pence, then 100 episodes at a five of each. And um, would pre- pretty much be how it would work, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it would have been, yeah, 50 pence for the first one and then back then it would have been maybe one ninety nine or 2 per week. Yeah, you'd
1: end up with a dinosaur that actually ends up costing you about 90 quid or something. Um, but hey, it was worth it. I remember right, it was little white pieces, if I remember right. Yeah, and then you, you got together. the sort
0: of outer shell near the end yeah. and you built I yourself think the a comic,
1: dinosaur. I think the actual comic or magazine was kind of an orangey colour.
0: Oh, I don't I remember specifically right. remember the color, but I do remember. Yeah, uh, I had
1: it. the. I had another one as well for to build a skeleton.
0: Yeah, I done that one as it was the human body one.
1: Yeah, human body one. We had that one as well. Yeah. Um, it was always a con. They got you with these magazines with a cheap price to start with, and it was always like, you, you. The, the first episode always gave the first episode, the first magazine, the first issue, always gave you cool stuff it would be like a real good bone or a real good part of the dinosaur I, and stuff like them. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then next week it could be like the toenail bone or something or something just stupid. But you were you were in at that point, you'd bought one, you'd bought two. You didn't feel as if you could not buy it because so then you'd be really wasting everybody's time. So, so that's how they got you.
0: That's how they got your parents, yeah. Or that's how they, they got you to badger your parents so badly that they just gave in and got you. But I suppose at that age, I was showing an interest in something educational. So I suppose my mum would have been quite happy to buy me that rather than yeah. something else, I suppose. So, And it's a,
1: it's a good entrance, entrance kind of way into dinosaurs because a couple of years later, folk would get into dinosaurs because of Jurassic Park. Um, whereas you, you would have got into it and by myself because of a more educational way of doing it. And then obviously Jurassic Park and how good that was would have just kind of continued that interest. Um, I remember the first time going to see Jurassic Park and one dad taking me and my sister to the cinema to see it. And I I remember it being a big deal because you got like a free cap when you bought your popcorn and stuff like that. And I remember having this Jurassic Park cap that I got in the Odeon. And I just, I think it's the first time I can remember being in in a cinema and scared and feeling excited and proper feeling like you're at the movies, going through all the emotions that the movie should do to you. It was just a proper thrill ride watching that film. And even now when it's on TV, I quite still quite enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it's one of those ones that you can sort of watch from any point when you're flicking through the channels. We did speak a little bit about 1990 being the sort of starting off point for massive globalisation. And this is just another couple of examples I've got here uh, with Pizza Hut opening again in the Soviet Union, which was something you never thought could have happened. And also in China. Um, there's a Pizza Hut opens there. There was a KFC opened in China back in 1987, actually. Um, so it had sort of started before that. But like I say, it's definitely 1990 and the, the decade as a whole was just this mass globalization on the business business side of things.
1: Yeah. KFC is really popular in China. Um, it's either China or Japan. It's one of the two. Um, might be Japan. I back up when I was looking at the Japan episode recently. But whatever, whichever the two countries it is, a lot of them go to KFC for Christmas dinner. Um, well, I've because heard that, yes. They're, obviously, they're not Christians, um, so they're not celebrating Christmas in the sense that you and I would, or we probably don't either, but in the way that you traditionally um, celebrate Christmas. But they like the idea of the whole kind of Western culture of having a chicken big dinner on Christmas Day and all that sort of stuff. And their way of doing that is going to KFC. It's apparently it's super, super popular.
0: Yeah, I have heard that for sure. We pizza Hut is
1: one whose Pizza Pizza Hut's popularity always surprises me, Jack, because it's shit. It's not very good.
0: Yeah, I can't remember the last time I've ever I've had a Pizza Hut. It's been years and years and years. Yeah, I would not I would not go out of my way. There is one sort of close to us down at the big the big Asda, but I've never even That's shut
1: down. That's shut down. that's a, seen that's, it a, that's a Starbucks now.
0: Is it there? Yeah. Are. Um just shows you. How long ago? I even, I even took notice of it that I didn't realise it was shut down, and I can see why because, like you say, it's not, uh, it's not great for sure. We we don't really cover the big issues on on here, but we <laughs> seem to have hit on a few today, and this is probably a, another one that is probably pretty uh, relevant nowadays. In this, um, the the Me Too and people being open about about things, but I seem to. Uh, I won't remember this happening at the time, but in September of nineteen ninety, um, this sort of reporter Lisa Olson was sort of let sexually harassed by lots of the New England Patriot players when she was trying to conduct a lock a locker room interview. Basically, I think I've seen the video. Of this does it ring a bell? Where they're just well, they're just being they're just sexually harassing this poor woman who's trying to do her job.
1: Uh, yeah, it's exactly what they're doing. It's that that locker room culture that that president Trump tried to just yeah. kind of pass off as being quite blase and being all right, didn't he? Um, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was something that I, I, I bet she wasn't the first person that's happened to, but she's the first one that's happened to on film, and, yeah, live on telly, Yeah, yeah, and something was obviously done about it because of that. Um, not, not a good look at all. Not a good look for the Patriots. Not a good look for American sport or anything like that. It was, it's bad, really bad.
0: It's now regarded as a massive landmark event, basically, in regards to sort of women in journalism. So for that to happen and something to come from it, I suppose they're the poor woman, but there is a a, a silver lining here, I suppose, that like it kick started something where here, don't be so rapey, guys. Come on to fuck. Like don't just don't do that, man. It's pretty disgusting. Um There's
1: still a long way to go though. Like we obviously you mentioned that we do We do football stuff on our other podcasts that we do and you're seeing more and more women involved in football now, football media, you see them on football presenting and stuff like that. And there's two issues I've still got with it is that a huge amount of fans are not interested in anything that women's got to say, they just dismiss her, uh, which I think is disappointing. But secondly, um, I'm trying trying to word this in the right way. Um, As much as all these companies are wanting to put women on TV and have them talking about football, None of them are putting any unattractive women on TV, Jack. Um, It it seems to be, we'll we'll let a woman on to talk about football as long as she can kind of hold her own and she's good looking. Hello friends, Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind Drunk Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listing pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes. That we've made to it recently. We've then introduced a one pound tier where you get absolutely hee haw, other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers eh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now, and eh, if we can make things a little bit better for people, then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory. And you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad free and lots of bonus content. Um and when they're sitting next to fucking Mark Lawrence and people like that, I don't think that's really comparable. Um so I think there's still a bit of work to be done and uh we're still not fully embracing it in two thousand and twenty, not properly.
0: No, I can I can totally see where you're coming from and that's a as I think a, a media wide and Showbiz, because it is part, of, it is sh- partly showbiz as well. It's not just, it's not just 10 form. There is a bit of pizzazz to it, and yeah, that's there's a definite, um like you says, those barriers are still put up to to women that are trying to to make their way in the yeah, sports journalism and stuff like that. So it's still there, but um, it was th- like I said, thirty odd years ago that this thing happened live on the telly, and it it's made a a massive difference. Moving on into October, then, mate, the Cold War, basically. Um, we're still going on, but East and West Germany reunify and become Germany. So there we are. Um that was thirty years ago now. Again, in the time scale of things, I feel like that should be longer ago in my mind. Uh, yeah, it you should know be mainly?
1: longer ago, shouldn't it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um was it not? Was so was that that would have been just before the wall came down. The wall would came down a little bit after that, I think, didn't it?
0: Yeah, the wall come down. Um, it would have been a little bit after. Yeah, I'm not sure when. 91, sometime I would imagine so, If uh, we keep doing that this, was, I'm sure we'll get to it.
1: Yeah, David Hasselhoff was involved with that. Um, he's massive in Germany. Yeah. he's huge in Germany. I believe he sang on top of the Berlin Wall just as it came down. Basically, <laughs> well, um, he, he was a, a huge, huge guy. But yeah, that's pretty cool. It always still, I still find it hard when you when you think of a a country like Germany, um, because if they got back together in 1990. I would have been six, right? So generally speaking, I would only ever have known them as Germany. um, And it always just, I've always found it weird to hear about East Germany or West Germany because it just doesn't seem right. And I think that's probably quite a healthy place to come from, where if you think of a country being split up like that and thinking that's not right, then it probably isn't. Yeah, um, that's So right, yeah. it's it's better that they are the way they are, the same way I think the UK is better as the UK rather than all this splitting and stuff that's what people are trying to do and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, each to their own... For- Uh, McDonald's is in China right we've we've sort of covered this a little bit oh here's another massive issue (laughs) South Africa eventually again this seems just archaic decides to end segregation of libraries trains buses toilets swimming pools and other public facilities again that wasn't that's under 30 years ago
1: it's generally it's it's almost like nineteen ninety came around, right? And basically told the world, right, fucking get right. your shit together. Stop being awful, man. Yeah. Um but yeah, like South Africa was a bad, bad place for this sort of stuff. To be honest, I think there's still a lot of racial issues in South Africa. I think they've got a lot of issues still. Um unfortunately a lot of, there's a massive poverty gap between black and white people, unfortunately, over there. And there's a lot of this kind of racism I do think still goes on, but thank God we get rid of things like segregated libraries and trains and buses and stuff like that because that's just, it's barbaric. It's it's completely, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how anybody ever thought that was the way to go or thought that it was okay to do that to somebody. It's, it's just appalling.
0: It really is, it really is. This is another thing that I think should have been ages before this, but in November the earliest known portable digital camera was sold in the United States. Again, that just seems like it... That, it seems like it should be longer ago, again. I, again, you're the you're the more techie guy here. 30 years, digital cameras, does that seem about right?
1: It probably does, actually, yeah. Um, it would have been pretty basic and it would have been a very small memory card. You're probably talking... It wouldn't have held many photos or anything like that. But yeah, probably the first kind of early... Early known one kind of for for mass sale probably does sound about right actually. In the same month, you, it was shit.
0: It was probably crap. Yeah, like let me guess, like five hundred and twelve pixels or something like that. Does that sound like a, something? Oh, I a how many? Five hundred twelve.
1: No, definitely not that. Like my my iPhone's only twenty six
0: megapixels. So no, I'm saying I'm just talking about five hundred twelve oh. pixels.
1: Oh, right, actual pixels? Not mega? Oh, I don't know, mate.
0: It, it would have been <laughs> shit anyway. It would have been pretty garbage. Again, the first known web page is written in November of 1990. Come on, that seems, again, time just has warped in my mind completely because the SNES came out, like, that November as well in Japan. So while the SNES is getting released, the first web page is written. Is that a public web page, do you think? I'm asking you questions that you definitely don't know the answers to.
1: <laughs> yeah, you are me questions I don't know, but I, I would imagine that sounds like the first public one because the internet was about before that for the army used it to communicate and stuff like that, didn't they? Um that's when it was first developed. Yeah, but did so... mention that
0: in January of this year, like the it was publicly available to the public, basically. Um started getting sold commercially. So for that first year, basically there was what were you doing on the internet if there's no web pages?
1: Um yeah. <laughs> what, were you, what were you doing? What were you doing? Um, it's weird to the internet. Basically, from from that first one, from that first page being built, the internet grew and became massive. And then somewhere, halfway, pretty much between then and now, it flicked a switch, and every web page changed basically and developed and became modern. And if you look now, I think do you know what the last ever old school web page was, Jack?
0: Is it Space Jam?
1: Yes. The official website of Space Jam the movie. It's still a live website, apparently. So if you Google Space Jam and look at it, you'll see exactly what a cutting-edge website used to look like. Um, It's bizarre. Um, And it was the very last one before the world kind of changed and HTML got further developed and Flash and stuff came in and the website started to look pretty, basically.
0: Yeah. Roald Dahl died in November. On the 23rd, uh, obviously the British novelist, short story writer, poet, screenwriter, etc. I think he's got a new film out with Hugh, I want to say Hugh Fernley Wittgenstall, but that's not right. No, think that's Hugh Bonneville. Hugh Bonneville. You
1: yeah. think the other one, Is The
0: Chef. I'm thinking of The Chef with the names, yeah. Does that appeal to you, that that type of film? It seems very much, uh, a, would you say, like, this is a thing as well, do you say biopic or biopic? Biopic. Yeah, so do I. So are you a fan of these type of biopics? Is it something that appeals to you? It doesn't particularly appeal to me, if I'm being honest.
1: I do quite, inter- I'm, a, I'm a bit of a sucker for a true story. Um, if if I'm watching anything that comes up at the start, based on true events, I'm kind of a little bit, an extra 10% tuned in at that point, I think. Um, Whether I want to see a film about Roald Dahl, I'm not sure. I remember growing up and loving his books. They were fantastic However, he is pretty much an awful human being. So I don't know if I want to see it. He's basically it's been his family have had to go and apologise for his views. Basically, right? Um, he was anti-Semitic. He was racist. Um, I remember he was he was speaking about Hitler. I think in nineteen eighty 1980 or nineteen eighty-three, and about how six million Jews were killed uh, by Hitler. And his response to that was: there is a trait in the Jewish character that does provoke animosity.
0: Oh, the, the, the anti-Semitism is still that still goes on as well, and it's kind of yeah. I want to say under undercover, undercovered, underreported. I think like it like who was that rapper that was kicking off recently on Twitter? Was it Wiley?
1: Um, yeah, it was Wiley, um, the UK UK grime artist who I actually have, before this had a lot of time for. Uh, I love a lot of his earlier stuff but yeah he went fucking tonto text man. Yeah. Uh, he just went full idiot and ruined his career basically well, good. Um, uh. but I wrote that was the same If you, I think if you look at all his stories as well there's a lot of kind of racism and bigotry and a lot of his stuff like even like the Oompa Loompas and stuff like that um, the Umpa Loompas that you read about are quite a cleaned up version of the original Olympus that he wrote about. Okay, <laughs> um, but I he, he was he was a man of his time, I suppose is a, one way to describe him, which uh, things were different and people did have different views. But I don't know if they if they really should be celebrated in twenty twenty with a a movie all about him if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, and a couple of days after he died, Rita Ora was born. Any opinion on Rita Ora?
1: Reorder's is really, really good looking, but she's she's quite annoying, and she's on TV a lot. I don't think she's very good at being on TV. But a lot of people just love her because she's so good looking, don't they?
0: Yeah, I suppose so. I don't have don't have much opinion um, on her to be honest with you. So we'll, we'll bounce along. Not a lot happening in December, but we're going to wrap up the year with uh, the Channel Tunnel. The workers from the United Kingdom and France meet uh, forty meters beneath English Channel, basically, and established that sort of line connection between Great Britain and mainland Europe. That must have been a pretty monumentous moment. I've got vague memories of pictures of guys in tunnels as a youngster, but again, I don't know if my memory's playing tricks on me, if that's just pictures I've seen after the, after the event, basically.
1: It's um, it's, a, it's a massive thing, isn't it? It was a very expensive project. It was a project that took a long time. Um, I watched a documentary a few years ago about how they built the the channel tunnel and I don't know people, people listen to this will have an idea of whether they think you and I are quite smart or we know things or not right I think I know a little bit about a lot of things right but see the the, the idea of how you go about building a tunnel under the fucking sea right <laughs> I genuinely do not have a clue of how somebody sits down and starts to plan that how they do it and how it ends up working, because that blows my mind that you can literally go into the sea and start digging and making a tunnel. It's it's bonkers.
0: Yeah, it's these, these big boring machines, basically, that mm. they yeah, they dig tunnels. That's what they do. So they dig down, yeah. and they like blow all the shit out behind them or whatever, and that is my scientific view on uh, the Clyde Tunnel was made. <laughs> the, Clyde Probably, Tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> the Clyde Tunnel. Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> the Clyde Tunnel. The Avenue again, man, Jesus. But, uh,
1: the Clyde Tunnel is apparently not going to be there for much longer. Apparently it's um, letting in water at a state that they, they're going to have to do something about it. I sometimes um,
0: get a, a twang of what if it just bursts yeah, when I'm driving through it.
1: I used to drive through it every single day going to work before yeah, I was sure home I. working. Yeah, And there, it's weird because if you've got your sat-nav on in your car, when you're driving in the Clyde Tunnel, you can actually see on your sat-nav the exact point that you're actually under the water. And it's a very, very short time, Jack, that you're actually under the water in that tunnel. Um, I'd say about 90% of that tunnel is getting to the water and coming out of the water a bit. Um, but I do always think that one bit, like, I'm under the fucking river here. This is mad.
0: Uh-huh. I know um, but they must have used a, bi- a big funky machine to do that as well maybe not maybe they just got people to do it I don't know how long ago it was built do I don't know there's, um, there's,
1: a lot of, there's a lot of passenger tunnels as well some of them are closed now there's still one like foot passenger tunnel that people use alongside it to go on foot but there's quite a lot of old disused ones and I, I was reading in the news at the weekend that the police um, broke up a rave on Saturday night <laughs> 80 youths in one of the Clyde tunnels having a rave <laughs> like I've, I've, been and, I've been to raves
0: I've been to raves and tunnels in the past Um <laughs> about the the transport museum and stuff like that there's like tunnels around about there and I've been to them in the past and they were <laughs> they were fun but you would walk down like this tunnel for like 10 minutes almost in the pitch black so you would have your your phone out for a torch you would get to a place and there would be one light bulb Literally one light bulb and a generator and a guy in the decks.
1: It sounds utterly horrendous. Uh, it does
0: sound horrendous to you, mate, but it was lots of fun back in the day.
1: And just a DJ press and play?
0: Just a DJ press and play, one light bulb and a tunnel, and that was and that was you having a having a party, let's say. Christmas Eve, mate, we'll get to Christmas Eve and Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman get married. Again, any opinion on we're not going to get to Tom Cruise that deeply he's a a maniac but he's a maniac I kind of don't know why I put this in here because I'm not really into celebrity news but it was about the only thing that was happening around about then so any opinion on this before we wrap it up man
1: nah she got lucky escape didn't she Um, (laughs) he left her for Katie Holmes Um, but before they split up they did film that film Eyes Wide Shut which was basically as close to a porno as you can get with a mainstream film so I wonder if he ever goes back and watches that, just to see his ex-wife again. I hope not, because it's creepy. Um, I've but never seen I him. wouldn't. I wouldn't surprise you with him because he is a creepy, creepy small guy, and he is a very, very small man.
0: He is indeed. I uh, about five foot four or something like that. He's not. Small, uh, he's he's uh, below average. That's for sure, man. I think that's us. Yeah, we managed to to wrap this up in in two parts, which is good. So wonderful. Again, again feedback is appreciated if you want to hear more about the nineties. Let us know. If not, we'll we'll bounce ideas about them. We'll we'll get new things on the go as we grow and learn. Basically, quick shout out to Quite The Thing Media dot com. We are growing over there. A few new people maybe um, on the site that you can go and check out. And again, looking for any sort of feedback on that. We want to create something that's decent, basically, and that's it. <laughs> I don't want it to be an absolute mess, Colin. So, um, like I no, said, feedback appreciated you. Yeah.
1: Definitely, yeah. And the best way you can do this feedback, I suppose, is reaching out through the website, this contact us button. You can also leave us feedback on iTunes, which is the most important one. Um, We've got 107 feedbacks just now, 106 or five out of five. One person gave us four out of five. Um, please continue to do that and leave us some messages on there as well. I like giving us some new stuff to read.
0: Yeah, that is it, that is it. But as always, guys, thanks for listening. We will speak to you soon.
1: Bye!